What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brandon Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I am your host, Brandon Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it's still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Austin Sheridan. Ah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good. What's up, dude? <laughs> Nothing much. This is really fancy. This is a yeah. fancy podcast studio. I yeah. most... Most podcasts, are, I, it's on done in like a basement, yeah. couch, like that. Yeah, this is really nice. Shout out I'm to impressed. Gotham. That's the the yeah. place to be. Yeah, what I, uh, the listeners are sick of hearing this, but when I first moved here, because in Florida, we just had a three bedroom house. So I just had a studio in the house. Like I bought all the equipment, mm-hmm. I set it up and I had like chair placement and then like a little coffee table and it looked like, you know, a studio. And then I moved to New York and that's obviously not feasible to just buy a place to do it. Yeah. So I was doing it in my apartment when I first moved here. And it's so weird to ask comics you don't really know because I just got here. Like, hey, you want to come to my apartment? Especially like female comics. I was like, hey, you want to come to my house? Yeah. Um, and then my dog, uh, my ex is dog. Not my dog anymore. But she was having stomach issues one day. And I had Jeff Sheen. Shout out Jeff Sheen. Very funny comic on to promote his album. And she almost took a shit on him, like as he was sitting there. And I was like, I have to find a studio. Like, this is ridiculous. So we found Gotham, and they've been good to us for a long time. Yeah. A lot of people shoot here uh, Sam Morell, Mark Norman, Taylor mm-hmm. Tomlinson, and then little old me. Yeah. Who do those people have in common, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to have you on because well, um, you and I have been friends for a while. We met at the mics years ago. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess a year, two years ago. Yeah, um, it would have been a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I always talk about it, and I've had most of the people on. And then randomly, we were outside one day before the mic started, and I was like, Austin, you've never been on the podcast. you got to come on. Yeah. And then you were like, absolutely. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. I want to start – I say this all the time, and they're sick of hearing it, but comedy is such a niche thing, mm-hmm. especially stand-up in the form that we do it. So how did you even get into that as just like a thing? I've always sort of wanted to do it. Originally, I mean, because j- just, just where I – lived where were you in, growing in, up i i grew up uh west hartford connecticut okay so, uh, i mean you know just the middle of connecticut no comedians exist there really um and so but i i did live around espn studios yeah. in bristol mm-hmm. and i knew a lot of people who worked for espn so originally i knew that i wanted to do something in public speaking okay and so I wa- you weren't afraid I, of that coming out of the gate you yes, were just like oh i want yeah. to do that when i was a kid i always said i wanted to be in broadcast broadcast journalism okay. uh specifically sports broadcasting like chris brockman rich eisen those oh yeah guys. like i i, I stuart scott baby yeah, cooler yeah than the other side of the pillow yeah. I, and i so i i just grew up watching those guys and uh i was really interested in uh sports journalism and so that's what i was kind of considering but i i never really wanted to say out loud that i wanted to do comedy it was always this kind of like silly dream in the back How did of my you mind uh, I listen to a lot of Pandora radio. That's crazy you say it's, that. You're not the first mm-hmm. person to say that. Yes. And it's a real age thing, I've noticed, because you're much younger than me. Younger people that I have on, it's like a stream. It's like Pandora or Spotify yep. or it's like some sort of streaming thing. Because when I was a kid, like you, I watched Comedy Central Presents and I would mm-hmm. record it on VHS because it came on every Friday. Yes. And that was the only time I could watch it. Yeah. So it's so it's just it's awesome that people are like, no, like I like like I found comedy that way. Yeah, it, it's it just was so much a big more thing available. for me. It was like my parents didn't know what Pandora Radio was. And yeah. They thought I was listening to music and I was actually listening to a lot of comedy albums like uh, Patton Oswalt had that comedy album, yeah. uh, Werewolves and Lollipops. I love that <laughs> one. Uh, Nick Swartzen, Daniel Todd. 
Tosh, Bo Burnham, yeah. just a, a lot of those guys. Uh, it, that that's when I first started. So you were just on Pandora one day and you stumbled upon the stand up and you were like, "Oh, I like this." Yeah, I think it was very a slow build. Yeah. Started with like weird Al Yankovic radio, and then it just more and more musical okay. comics. Stephen Lynch, and then love Stephen Lynch. That guy oh, yeah. didn't get mentioned enough. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> He's got so many good albums. It's weird I've, too because he'll pop up on like uh, Facebook or whatever, and it'll be like mm-hmm. you know he'll be selling tickets and it'll be a sponsored targeted ad and I'll see it and I'll be like whatever happened to that yeah, guy yeah I don't I haven't heard of him in years yeah, I don't know he's what he's out up there. to he's still out there doing yeah. it <laughs> but so you but. you got into it that way and you always knew you wanted to do something out in front like public speaking like you said yep. and then comedy was just in the back of your head since yes. you were a kid how yes. old were you when you kind of matriculated that you maybe wanted to do this I def- I had an acting teacher who definitely changed my life okay I, let's talk about I that started, when was that uh, I, I started doing theater around my junior year of high school okay um, I didn't really have too much of a direction. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I, there, there wasn't too much that I was like incredibly passionate about. Yeah. And then I, I found theater, and it, I, I was pretty passionate about that. And then uh, my senior year, he motivated me to do this. He, he was doing this kind of like experimental public speaking class with the English teacher, and he motivated me to do it. Okay. And uh, it was like, I think it it was first period, like eight in the morning, they'd have us do like little writing assignments. And every single time I, I would make the writing assignment funny. Yeah. I'd make the class laugh. And eventually I kind of said out loud to him, uh, I I eventually want to move to New York and become a comedian. That wow, so you first, knew then, yeah. Yeah, and I the first uh, he was kind of the first person I told, and he said, I, I think you should do it. Holy Which shit! Is, like that's yeah. I, I in the back of my mind, I I always just thought it was so silly. Like it was it was just something yeah, that could exist. Silly. I, I, like and so I think that in the front to, of my mind right yes, now. <laughs> yes, for for somebody to actually. Uh, listen to that silly thought and say no that's actually a, a really ambitious idea yeah um th- th- i think that was huge that's it, it awesome changed the direction of my life so what ended up happening after that so you have this teacher that tells you that as a senior in high school and you do you like go to college thinking i want to do that or do you move straight to new york like what ended up happening yeah the plan was a lot like after college uh, i really college where did you go to college? I I transferred three times, and I think I changed my major four times. I eighteen year olds should not be allowed to go to college. I say all the time. I'm, it's it's a scam. It's it's really a scam. Yeah. Um, because eighteen year olds don't want to know what they want to do with their lives. Like, why? Yeah. Why are they making these decisions? And you, it's like you get one shot at it too. That's it's the thing I think about hundreds this of thousands of dollars all the time. This goes through my head because. When I got to college, I went to play football. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I was going to do. And then my uncle, who helped me get to college to play football, like, really had my back, sent out a bunch of recruiting letters and videos and, like, drove me down there for orientation. Like, he had my back on all that stuff. He was like, you should do business. Mm -hmm. Business is the thing to do. So my freshman year, my first semester, I was in a business. So you take all these prerequisites. But, like, my major on my fucking thing was business like business administration or something. And I took one political science class as like an elective. And I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. Like this is fun for me. Like, cause I've been playing politics my whole life. I say all the time, if you're a child of divorce, you're always playing politics. Yep. Like, you know, trying to like scheme and scam and like, you know, oh, I don't want to make that person mad, but I don't, I want this, but they won't get it. So I'll ask this person. So I was like, oh, politics is fun for me. Like I've been doing this a long time. So I changed my major to political science. And this is within like the first week of school. So I couldn't imagine like not having any direction at all and just like yeah. showing up like, boy, oh boy. And that, exactly. And I, I mean, the what amount did you of go growing that happens. Uh, I, I originally went for journalism. Okay. Uh, I, I think it was right <laughs> at um, – uh, it was it was 2016. I think Trump got elected into office. Trump's in there. Uh, yep, yep. Right, right when I 
first my freshman time year. to go to college and austin what here an we go interesting time to like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> be especially going into to, journalism well not only that but um, to be in the college atmosphere with oh, yeah. that happening in the world yeah and it was it was really right from the start i could tell it wasn't exactly for me i <laughs> i think that, that they had me like do a story like go and cover a protest okay. uh i was it was <laughs> Uh, so are you a freshman doing this? Yes, I'm, I'm a freshman. I'm go, I'm going to cover a, a protest. Apparently, some guy from from the who writes for the Huffington Post was protesting. Uh, Chick Fil A just started a location in West Hartford. They okay. were protesting it because of its anti-gay values. Um, I was I, I I was interviewing the head of the protest at 18 years old. you're fresh I, out of high school and I you're like here in, we go I come in with three questions mm-hmm. I ask the three questions and then I, <laughs> there's a long pause uh, on the phone and, and I'm like all right well I think that's the interview and he was like that's it <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like yeah no I didn't prepare anything else <laughs> <laughs> No, I had these three questions, and that was for the questions. No follow-ups, no nothing. 150 words, I'll get a B minus. <laughs> uh, I think I titled the article Cluck Off. That's what There you was. go, and that's funny. <laughs> so take us quickly through the timeline, or not quickly, we have an hour, uh, of the changing of the majors. Because mm-hmm. you said you were into theater as a junior, then your theater teacher is the one who like told you, like, yeah, you should do stand, like supported you with that. So I assumed when you got to college, you were just like, oh, I'll just do theater. But again, you went back to your roots of journalism. So what was the bounce around like? I think it was uh, sort of my my dad in the back of my head. More like just have a a solid backup plan. I I can always do like like I I, I realize I recognize I could do stand up without theater. Yeah. Um, I so I didn't really need to be a theater major per se. I kind of had. That, that that sort of experience growing up and yeah. I could join improv troops, sketch troops. So uh, I first, my first college was Linden State in Vermont, which doesn't exist anymore. Okay. It's a college, like that's how prestigious Oh, I that do was. know. I know where you Ran finished because ground. you have the bit yes. about it. Yeah. Uh, and then. Snap fucking have yes. it. <laughs> and then I, yeah, I went to. Um, uh, so you CCSU. were journalism? Yes, at- Jur- journalism at Linden and journalism at CCSU, uh, which is at Central Connecticut. Okay. Um, and then I switched over to communications. While at CCSU. At, while at CCSU, uh, that, which is the most nothing major. Pe- people who are com- – that, that is like the 18-year-old, 19-year-old major of I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Maybe I could just A lot of guys speak. on the team are communications. I could speak for – yes, yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, then it goes – uh, I, I move to um, uh, Boston. I go to Suffolk University. In so Boston. you're only two, because you and said you had four majors. So you're only yes. two majors in by the time you get to Suffolk. Yes, I, I actually think it's three majors. I, okay. I've I've lost track yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point in my life. But I, I think I went from communications to advertising and PR, um, and that's that's you're what all I ended over up. The fuck. Yeah, that's Same what I ended general up realm, but I yeah in advertising and PR, it was like yeah, fuck it. Uh, this seems like a general yeah businessy thing. So that's what you got I, your degree in. Yeah, and um, I more went to Suffolk University because I saw they had an improv troupe and sketch comedy <laughs> troupe. And uh, I swear I spent way more time on that sketch comedy troupe than so what, yeah, anything else. What happened? Was. So you get to Suffolk. By the time you get to Suffolk, how much time has passed? I uh, are you like a junior or senior? It, yeah, yeah. I got I got to Suffolk. My I I think I spent one semester at Linden, two semesters at CCSU, and then the rest of my time was at Suffolk. Oh, okay. So, so, majo- so when you majority get to Suffolk, time, you're, a, you're only like a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Majority of the time was at Suffolk. Okay. Uh, my my first year there, I was living uh, in a ten person suite with nine baseball kids, and they uh, they. <laughs> what was that? Like? I'll tell this. I mean, there, there was there was one time. Uh, the the suite like what I I bought trash cans for the suite because nobody everybody was just throwing their trash on the ground, um and so then, uh one so day I'm one so- day I I come back I I, I uh one day I come back. The, the trash cans aren't there. Okay. I they, they say ask ask Brendan. He did something with them. I I, I asked this kid Brendan. Brendan. Fucking Brendan. Uh, I probably shouldn't use his actual name, but who well, cares? Brendan. It's, There's it's a lot. Do, of it's done now. There's a lot yeah. of Brendans. Uh, so he goes. <laughs> He he goes. Uh, yeah, I, I figured I'd get rid of the trash cans because this way the trash won't pile up. 
What? That's, what? that's what he said. That's and I was like, Brenda, that's not how trash. That's not works. how trash works. That that's never been how trash works. So I call a suite meeting. I'm like, guys, we need trash cans. We need trash cans in this suite. I got outvoted nine to one. Are you out of here? Nine to mind? one. They were like, we might as well try it, bro. The trash can system's not working. Wow. <laughs> so how and they turned. They turned my, uh, the trash cans into industrial-sized gravity bongs. That's what I learned. That's what they did. The, the office jugs. They, 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 they took office jugs and poured water into my trash cans. And then, like, yeah, it just yeah. weed on the top. And uh, I, I, did, I did take a hit. I, I'll be honest. It was, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty impressive <laughs> That's a pretty impressive like uh, thing to smoke out of. When did yeah. – uh, how did that work? So when I was in college – you had basically three options. You mm-hmm. could live in the student apartments where everyone had their own individual room and you shared a living room and a kitchen, or you could live in a dorm where it was up to two people per like room. Yep. And then there was a common area and a bathroom and no kitchen. You had to have a meal plan. And then there was like uh, another one where it was like everyone had their own room and then you shared a living room. For you, you said it's a 10-person suite. Yes. So, so what that, does that, that mean? One, one semester I was living in – so, so I had a dorm room – with uh, two other kids. So I, I was uh, w- w- one of three, just three beds in one room. And okay. then there was like a common area and then like a few other rooms to the side. Okay, and we all, okay. we all shared like a bathroom. Got it, got it. So um, there's uh, yes. that makes sense. Because uh, I thought there was like 10 people in one room. And I was yes. like, I've been in places like that, but those are cells. That's yeah. what they do in jail. <laughs> they put like, you know, five bunk beds next to each yes. other. So you had just three people or you and two other people in the actual room itself that you slept in. Mm-hmm. What is that? When you first get there, were you living on campus at the other two places? I In Linden, I was. Connecticut, I was commuting. Okay. So for you, when you get to Linden as a, as a freshman, because that's a smaller school. Most schools in the Northeast are. Are you like- 500 people at the school. That's insane. That's yeah, why it doesn't exist anymore. It was anymore. really, really small. I, I, I think- that there was just nothing to do there. Yeah. It had a really good journalism program. Oh, that's why you went. Uh, yeah, but so there, there was nothing to do there. I, I think my first week, I, I met this kid named John. He was a sophomore, and he he said, "Yeah, man, uh, p- parties like a- a- anything you, you want to do, like you just just let me know. Just hit me up. I'll 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 show you what's good." And so then the next weekend, I I text him like, hey, "Yo, hey, John, man, what's what, up? What's what's going What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Out, out here at Linden." He's like, "Oh, well, I'm gone, but like, let me let me see what's good." And then he's like looking for parties and stuff, and he goes, "Okay, so here's what you're gonna do. You're 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 gonna go to this dorm and you're gonna meet Brian." I was like, that's, is there anything? And he's like, nah, man, you're just, you're just going to meet Brian. Brian's. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't a party? No, you just no party. No, you, you, that, that, and that's, that's what there is to do at Linden. It's meet Brian. And Brian's not that exciting. He doesn't. <laughs> so when you got, got there, an Xbox, it was, Hey, when you got there, it wasn't like a boy, oh boy, I'm in college. I'm going to like let loose now. It was just kind of like, all right. It, it was for the first two days until I realized exactly what Linden State was. Yeah. God, that's insane. So how did you, after you uh, graduate from Suffolk, how do you end up in New York? So. The plan was always either move to Chicago or move to New York right after. Okay. Uh, I I ended up it, it was really more just a matter of circumstance. Uh, for first I I knew I wanted to do stand up and you know Chicago is more of an improv city. Were you because uh, you you mentioned the sketch group? Were you doing stand up at the time as well? I like periodically open mics not too yeah. much open mics it was it you're was, talking to the wrong guy i changed all my stuff after yeah. two open mics i was like i'm a comedian now so i'm probably not the right person to say that yeah right? I, I i mean i did like technically have a paid stand-up gig but like i wasn't any good at all yeah but you were still doing it so, somewhat i think i i must have done like a show in like four mics okay. probably, but mo- mostly I was really, really focused on, on the sketch comedy. So you're still doing college. comedy, just not stand. Yeah. And then, so I graduated in 2020, the pandemic yeah. hit. So I had to be really flexible with what I was doing w- w- with my job. And I think 2020 into 2021, I was, I, I worked uh, at a intern as a real estate agency, uh, COVID testing sites, Back to a real estate agent. Then I was an axe throwing coach. At an, <laughs> yeah, I, I I got out of real estate. I was axe throwing coach, 
part-time accident coach, and I also worked at a uh, dispensary um, full-time. So I was working two jobs in order to afford to move to New York City. And then yeah. I got to New York City. This is I, in Connecticut? Was, uh, or in th- Boston? Th- th- this is this is in Boston. Then then I, I I then I got to New York City, still still within the year twenty twenty one. I that that's already five jobs. Then I became a barista. I couldn't pay rent off of being a barista. Uh, fuck yeah. Starbucks. Uh, and then I ended the year as a busser. So I, I worked I okay. think, seven yeah, jobs within that restaurants. year. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of jobs in one calendar year. <laughs> but I, I got to New York. I, I had I had a buddy who lived in Hoboken. So the first year I was living in Hoboken. Yeah, and you have that great bit about. Yeah. <laughs> Rather, what one? is it? I'd rather sleep on an air mattress in oh, Manhattan. Oh, yeah, yeah. A, um, a king size bed in Jersey. I, I, I think there there was somebody who invited me uh, to sleep on a on um. <laughs> it was an air <laughs> was mattress, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, somebody somebody invited me to hook up on a on an air mattress, and basically, what I've learned about New York men is that they'd much rather uh, have sex on a hardwood floor in Harlem than uh, on my full size bed in Hoboken. Is what I've learned <laughs> about. <laughs> but I mean, it's true. It's so true. I remember. God, when me and my ex were going to move here, everyone's like everyone who like knew the lay of the land. Like I have some friends that come up here every summer to work on golf courses and stuff, because obviously in Florida, that's a real thing. So then in the summertime, they come up north to work on like uh, country clubs and shit. And they're always say the same thing. They always go, oh, Jersey City, man, move to Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. The taxes are better. It's cheaper rent, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, me and Savannah are moving to New York City. We're moving Mm -hmm. to Manhattan. Like, boy, oh, boy. And then as we're looking at rent and stuff, I was like, hey, maybe we should move to Jersey. (laughs) And it's so bizarre because, like, that's a real thing. Like, for the people listening who don't live in the Northeast, like, that whole, like, outside – even outside of Manhattan, it's a real thing. Well, I – you know, since – first of all, like, Jersey rent – is not that it's not different. that much cheaper. It's not like if it was significantly cheaper, I'd get it. Yeah, but it's not. And then on, t- on top of that, like I just living in New York has been significantly better. Yeah, I, I just it's it's you hear that for the g- g- genuinely. I completely understand the 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 the, the why there's a little bit of a of a. Pro- the, I, I think all you're really getting in New Jersey is a little bit more space. Yeah, like a tiny bit more. Space, but it's not even and that's a bit. Well, I've been super pretentious about it because when I first got. I've only ever lived in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And so like Tracy, my girlfriend now lives in Astoria and she's like, well, mm-hmm. when we move in together and obviously we're going to, but in, and there's a part of me that I don't know if it's the comic or the asshole, but I'm like, I don't know if I really want to leave Manhattan. Like I've been here for so long. I, and she's like, shut the fuck up. But that is a real thing. Cause when I obviously moved right into Manhattan and then I did a mic in Brooklyn, like my first week. Mm-hmm. I won't shout it out because I'm about to disparage it. And <laughs> I told a story at this mic and a, a, I guess a, a comic, but this woman, I didn't know she was a comic. This woman came up to me after and she goes, hey, that story you tell about being in jail, the Tyrone story. And I said, yeah. She goes, you can't tell that. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She goes, it's racist. It's inherently racist. And I go, I'm just telling like a true story. Like I don't like do anything. I was just like, I was in jail and this guy came up to me. We're still friends to this day. His name mm-hmm. is Tyrone. And he told me I'd get out. And then the next day the judge said nine months. And like, that's the bit, like it's a misdirect, but that's the bit. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a lot more to it. I might or may not do a black yep. voice in it. And, uh, but then after that, I was like, Oh, I'm not leaving Manhattan for anything. Like I'm not doing fucking mics in Brooklyn shows in Brooklyn. I'm not going to Queens. Like I was like, fuck everywhere else except Manhattan. And I got like rooted in that to now where like all the mics I do are in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, oh, I don't actually really ever need to leave yeah. for any of this yes. stuff. Yeah, I definitely, I, I think the scene in Brooklyn is, is a lot younger. Yeah. And I- Especially compared to me. Yeah. I mean, you're younger than yes. me, but I'm like way old for Yeah, me. and and so, so with that, uh, I, I do- um, Two white guys on a podcast talking about political correctness. Uh, <laughs> you know, Austin, you know, I always knew you were a good guy. We, 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 we. I think we're cornering a market here. I don't think anyone's. I think. About doing I think this. you got it. Um, <laughs> no, but I. I mean, I do. I. 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 I think uh, the younger crowds are a little bit more politically correct. But I. I. W- w- with that said, um, I. I. I do. Um, hate hate the narrative of you can't really say anything anymore. I I believe you can say. Oh no, I I completely right. because oh, yes. I turn to I, her and I go, not, oh not, no, not I'm fucking you. telling that story. Um, I I I I d- 
because I, I really do believe you can say basically everything yeah. right now. Um, I, I, I just I find um, that there almost every single crowd has something that they're sensitive about. Oh yeah, like 100%. like college students um, are are definitely a lot more uh, like I I think I think there's like. Um, like Jerry says, he won't tour colleges anymore. That that's a big popular thing that he said. Yeah, and I, I think that there are just things college students are sensitive about that uh, uh, older crowds aren't, and then the, there there are things that older crowds are sensitive about that 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 younger crowds aren't. Like I, I think like in, in Boston, uh, when when we would do like sh- shows at clubs and like like working class shows, uh, they really wouldn't like us touching on subjects like religion and abortion things like that Uh, and college students fucking love it they're totally fine with you being absolutely ruthless on that subject matter um whereas you you flip it around there's a lot of subjects that college students don't like you touching upon either i just think everybody has certain everybody's sensitive about something yeah and it's interesting you say that because when i did the one-man show I was like, oh, a lot of this stuff happened to me in college, like becoming mm-hmm. addicted to drugs and alcohol and all this stuff. And I go, oh, this would be a great thing to like share with other college students. But like, you know, like a like a, and I sent an email to my alma mater, FAU, go Owls. And they were like, basically the, the email they sent back was very nice and respectful, but they were like, this is not what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're not going to get a bunch of students together for you to perform a show about like addiction and like suicide. Mm-hmm. They're like, we don't, like we don't do that here so to your point it's one of those things where i was like oh no college like rage party but just don't let it get out of control Mm -hmm. and from just the administration standpoint they were like no we actually don't talk about like drug addiction or alcoholism or like we don't glorify any of that which is what your show is kind of doing and i was like have you seen how much debt they're in they'll you're gonna talk about suicide they'll kill themselves (laughs) But that's basically what it was. <laughs> and so it is weird because, I mean, I know they touch on it on that movie 21 Jump Street. But, like, you get older and then you look back. Like, if I go to – like, there's some people I work with that are much younger than me, like the hosts and stuff. And there are certain things I'll say because it's like, oh, we're in a restaurant. Like, we're all like, and they'll be like, excuse me? And I'm like, oh, Brennan, don't do it. Don't – back off. Just back – like, you know, there's certain things where it's like, oh, yeah, it's a generational difference. Like, I'm at that point now in my life where it's like I'm 35. So I'm not going to have very much in common with the 19-year-old host. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't even try. The only yep. person is Aiden. Yes. Drew's boyfriend that I yes. work with. He's the only one where I can actually, like, razz. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's, you, you know, I, I, I think um, that, that that does speak to, I, 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 I think uh, comedy is usually at its best when people are being authentically themselves. Yeah, 100%. You, you can always... Uh, crowds can almost always see out somebody who's not being authentic. Yeah, and that's that vulnerability. Yep. If you're not being vulnerable, then they can they can smell it. If you're Mm -hmm. trying, because I've done that. I mean, we've all done that before. But it's like I'll just push through this set and like, (laughs) hey, Mm -hmm. and audiences are like, we don't buy it. Yeah. Like, come on, man. (laughs) I'm pretending. I'm trying. I wanted to ask you, um, when you get to New York. Are you like, I'm here for comedy? Because you had all those different jobs and stuff like that. Did you have um, like this, were you like hitting, like your work schedule and everything, was that around like, I got to go to mics, I got to do shows, like all that kind of stuff? Yep, it it was about um, whatever I was doing. Um, I I know for a fact, and I, I haven't been able to achieve it yet, but I know for a fact that I want to make a living doing stand up comedy. Yeah, that, that that is a huge goal of mine, and in order to do that, I have to tr- treat it with a level of discipline, like it's a full time job. And 100%. So that's uh, so so when I first got here, um, mo- most of my days, I I, I think um, I I go in and do like. Two two mics a day when I'm not working, or mm-hmm. on days when I'm working, okay. and then I think like usually three to five on days that I'm not. working. Damn, yeah. you do that seven it's, days a week. Um, pr- pretty much. I there, usually there's like one day in which I'm I'm I, I need I, I need um just just to prepare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you always have to give yourself a little chores bit of a break. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's uh pr- pretty pretty much yeah five 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 to seven days. Because with is, your is schedule now, because you were telling me here before we went on the mics, but you work overnight, so you have like the whole day free. Yes. 
Yes, I do. And tr- trying to get off of overnights, I will say that. Because I, <laughs> well, I, I. Are you worried that's cur- going to mess up your schedule, though? Well, currently, I, I'm just thinking, um, like, like logistically, uh, I, I. You know, I've been here a couple years now. I'm starting. I'm, it's not like I'm getting a whole bunch of calls, but I'm starting to get a few more calls from like producers yeah. and bookers. And um, I don't want to be labeled as somebody who's not available to do a show past 10 p.m. That's that's yeah. That's, that, that's the, the 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 problem right now is if I start a shift at 11 p.m., I can't do these later shows. Yeah. Um, I can only do the later shows on Fridays and Saturdays, and that's uh, that. eventually that's not going to be good enough. No, yeah. Um, well, so. and that's true, too, because like, I work nights, and everyone... And I had a lot more experience in comedy when I moved here than you did, but it was still... like We still have to start over. Mm-hmm. Like Unless you have 150,000 followers, we're all going to the same open mics. Like It yep. doesn't fucking matter. But I remember when I got here, I was like everyone and a lot of people still do or is like you have to quit your night job because i work at the swanky steakhouse at night people are like you have to quit that job Mm -hmm. but i can make my rent in like two days and so it's like i can't quit like i can't and as i've actually found it because i've had this conversation with my bosses where i'm like hey once i get past it one or two more clubs like we're gonna have to have a serious conversation about like me moving Mm -hmm. forward but until that happens because you know you can always like I, I mean, I don't know with your job because it is more of a logistic thing, but like with my job, I can put in a request like, hey, I need this day off yep. because I have a show coming up or I have an audition coming up and like they'll do it. And normally it's at night so I can hit all my mics during the day. But it is that weird thing where it's like I've made more connections and inroads in comedy from my restaurant mm-hmm. than I have at Mike's. Really? Yeah. Because we're I'm my restaurant. I never say the name of it, but it's halfway in between the stand and the cellar. Mm. So like we have big comics, like big people, like you know some important people in that circle that come in for dinner. Some of them are regulars, yeah. And then I take care of them. And I say this all the time, but if anybody's affiliated with comedy and I know them and they come in, I try and hook them up as much as possible. I tell my chef like, hey, my really good friends are here, and he goes, how many fucking friends do you have? Uh, But like. So, like, I remember one time the, the show I got at the cellar was because I a gentleman came in, I won't say who, and he was on a date, and I knew he was a comic, and I was talking to him a little bit about it. And then at the end of their meal, I brought him out our, like, legendary dessert, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is on me. Like, I always try to take care of comics. And he goes, oh, shit, man, thanks. He's like, oh, by the way, do you have, like, five minutes? And I was like, yeah, dude, I've been doing comedy, like, ten years. Yeah, of course I have five minutes. And he goes, all right, cool. Well, I host a show at the cellar. Like, I'm going to throw you on it. Oh, wow. And that was from working. And so I'm like, yeah. People are like, you have to quit the night job. And I'm like, never. Are you out of your mind? (laughs) So it is that weird thing where – because we still have to make rent. Like People aren't going to pay us to be artists until we've made it. And so it's one of those things where it's like – you like you said, you find yourself in a position. Now, can you – if you have a show, like if someone books you on something, can you like finagle it at work to get out? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mostly always can, so okay. it's never a big deal. But like you know, it's those event, last event, minute spots where people uh, like text you, like, "Hey, what the, are you doing tomorrow?" There's that, and then like uh, eventually, you know, I, I want to be able to do this yeah. every single night. I want to be able to get booked every How single night. How awesome would it be? And yes. Yeah. I mean, that's doing uh, a show I, like seven, nine, eleven, twelve, yeah, and you're like, I, "All right, abs- cool." Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the goal, and I can't really have that be the goal until my schedule. Freeze is 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 free there and so and it so uh, especially I, I can only take so many nights off you yeah. know yeah um so so yeah i mean right uh, right now uh, so they're like austin you don't work here yeah anymore. yeah i mean right now a, a producer says oh he, he, i i have this show at at 11 p.m in in a few weeks of course i can say yeah i can i can take that day off or finagle the schedule but uh, eventually, if I'm if I really get to a point which I'm doing it every night, which I know that I will, yeah, um, it's just uh, it it is going to be a matter of finding something else Absolutely. to pay the rent. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk to you because you did send me a lot of stories. Yes. So I wanted to ask you, when was the first time that you actually drank? I. I'm not too much of a drinker. I actually can't even remember the first time that I drank. I di- I, I smoke. Uh, I I have. I, I guess within college and high school, I I smoked a decent amount of weed. Okay. Um, 
I the the first time that that I smoked weed, um, I <laughs> like the first time I ever saw weed, we, we we would buy it in like the back of the McDonald's parking. Is this lot. in high school or in college? Yeah, th- this is in high school. Okay, and a friend of mine, he he like so high school in Connecticut. Yeah. Or is it like because this must have been like what 2013, 14? Uh, this is tw- also twenty sixteen. Like actually, oh, 20, so you were twenty fifteen in- okay. into twenty sixteen. Yeah. So this is your senior um, year of high school. Yes. Yeah. So you hadn't and, done anything before that. Yeah. Mm. See, see, Senior year of high school, and even during senior year of high school, I really didn't do too much. Wow, there was so like you were like a really good kid. Experimenting. Yep, that's the. Well, no, I <laughs> only say me. that because that's I, me. Yeah, no, it just. Uh, I mean, I've had people on where they're like, "Yeah, I started drinking. I like I tried alcohol at ten, and then I started really going after it at 12. And yes, you're like, "Yeah." Even I, yeah. as an alcoholic, even I'm like, "That's a little young." Like, you didn't have an Xbox or something, dude. Um, I'm, so, I'm quite the rule follower. So for you, say. you were a rule follower yeah, growing up. I, so then, and what changed? Was, what happened? Uh, I I have a, a group of friends, and they're 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 actually a really like I I think as far as like group of friends go, they they, they were some very good influences. <laughs> I do, I think so because they they sort of um t- all, all, all we 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 never really smoked or drank that much, but there was like a level of experimentation yeah, with the substances, see what happens. like a healthy level of it. Um, I, so the, the first time, the first couple of times, you know, it was just kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I think like the third time was this, would this be uh, out the first couple of times? Is that out like we in somebody's car in you, somebody's basement? Like usually, what's going on? um, uh, I'll just come up with a name for him. Let's say his name's Jake. Jake. We, we would all, we'd always hang out at Jake's house. Yeah. Um, he, he, we, the, we, we were all very good friends with his family. And also um, he, it, it was much more lenient at, at, at his place. Uh, Jake's his, parents his aren't mo- really around. Oh, you know well, what I'm saying? His, his mother said, and I quote, one, one time my friend accidentally swore in front of, her and he said, I'm sorry. And then she said, please, I've raised three children so long as you're not doing lines of cocaine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like they were, you know, somewhat of a, yeah. uh, there, there, there was a lot more independence in that house. So, so we kind of would go over to, so to what, would, what would you guys do with Jake's basement? Um, Jake's room? Yeah. There, there, there would be like this little cold, like cul-de-sac that we kind of like walk okay. around at night. Yeah. Um, there was, I think the, the first couple of times we didn't do too much. And then I think the third night <laughs> I, I, I de- clear, clearly we, we, we were all doing just, had a bunch of weed. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we, I think we went on like three separate walks and wow. you know, and I, I didn't know at that point in time that you could get too high. <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I think, I think I just thought high was high and you kind of, um, so it got to this point in which like, I could uh, like this is the McDonald's every, every, parking lot weed. That uh, you got. This yes, yep, the stanky McDonald's <laughs> parking lot weed burned the back of your throat. Uh, must so have not good really cra- weed. No, um, I. But so like I could close my eyes uh, every single time I blinked. Like I couldn't process closing my eyes and opening my eyes, and like I. I <laughs> I I um I I got like so nervous I could feel like my skin kind of like the clothes on my skin kind of crawling to the point in which first I took my shirt off yeah. and everybody was like Austin are are you okay and I'm like yeah guys I'm I'm fine I'm fine and then I'm like <laughs> in my mind I'm like I I need to take my clothes off because I can feel my, like my completely, skin crawling yeah and so then and so then I, I take my pants off I'm in my underpants just like sitting on shoes and socks still on s- sitting on the no I, just uh, maybe socks and underpants yeah. and they're, they're they're like Austin you're clearly not fine you're sitting here in your underpants just on the curb. <laughs> oh no! It was in it was in the basement. Okay, okay, okay. Because you had said you went on three separate walks. So I didn't know if this was outside. And it. Uh, <laughs> what are they doing? What's they, Jake doing? I mean, all, all of them. There's there's sort of laughing at it, but also some somewhat concerned. Yeah, I could imagine. And it got. <laughs> You're naked. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. <laughs> we very close group of friends at this point. Yeah. So it it was. <laughs> but yes, how did I you was come out of it? My, 
Um, I, that one, I might have been like, I, I could kind of feel it for a couple more days. Afterwards. Oh, wow. I, I remember um, the very next day the Steelers were playing a, a playoff game. My, my family, big Steelers fans. Yeah. And I'm watching the game with my dad. And, like, my dad's trying to have conversations with me. Oh, and I'm shoot. like, this is um. <laughs> God, you were just zonked. <laughs> just so zonked. And then I think the next weekend uh, we, we went to do it again. Yeah. And Call I, up I, the guy. Let's go to McDonald's. But we, we like... We, I didn't even do that that much because I was afraid yeah, that whatever. like I'd overdo it, and then I I started to kind of like freak out again. And the thing is, th- and this is where my friends uh, that I'm still friends with to this day were very supportive. They were kind of just like, "Hey, Austin, maybe may- maybe you just hang out. Maybe we we stop smoking weed for a while." And then I never smoked weed for the rest of high school. Really? Yeah. So yeah. you did it a couple times at your senior year, and then just stopped. Pretty pretty much. Wow. Um, and then yeah, I good mean, good on you. Little little bit of drinking, but not not too much drinking. Yeah, nothing to um, like write home about. Yeah, no, 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 no big crazy stories. Well, I wanted to ask you about this driving with an ounce on the roof situation. <laughs> Same group of friends. Yeah, of um, course. When is this? <laughs> um, so it's actually just we were leaving McDonald's. Oh, and yes. It was just... Yes, I <laughs> basically. Um, is this senior a, year again? Yes. Okay. So, so, so basically, one of my friends bought an an, an ounce and put it in a clear jar, um, glass. Yes. And then another one of my friends uh, drove us home, and he was he he was dr- driving. Let, let let's say he he's driving to. All, I'm just giving them all J names. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> Let let's say they they're driving them to 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 Jim's, Jackson's house. Jackson, yeah, J- J- Jim's driving to Jackson's house, and <laughs> um, as we're driving, um, a, a police officer, uh, a, a police car is like following us and pretty much like tailing us. Where are you coming from? Um, we're we're com- we're coming from Jim's house. Okay. And we're going to Jackson's. Yeah. And a police officer is just tailing us for for like a few blocks until it gets to a point in which like is we, anybody high right now? Uh, no. Okay, no. No. So, one, no okay. one is high, but the, no one's there's, panicking. There is there is weed in the car. Yeah, That's super what, illegal in Connecticut. Yes. Uh, um. At the time, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I That's think de- decriminalized, but still, you don't want to be driving around yeah. with weed. Um. Oh wait! At the time, it was decriminalized. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, because this but, would have been sixteen, seventeen. But I think, um, I, I think cr- criminal amount is over an ounce. My friend just bought an ounce, and then so, there's yeah. a little bit more weed in the car as well. Um, so it goes from decriminalized <laughs> to felony very quickly. Um, would it, would that be on the driver? I I, I it's I, on I don't whoever know. owns Who, the car. Mm, okay. Oh well, so it wouldn't have been my problem. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But so, anyways, <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> anyways, um, the the police officer is he's tailing our car, and in the rear view, J- Jim can can kind of see like the police officer's like eye in the car, and he, he he's he's like maybe deciding to pull us over. He doesn't really know what's what, going on, and yeah. and so. Um, we, we get lucky. There's, there's, um, a light turns yellow and my friend kind of steps on it and yeah. gets, gets by him. Yeah. And the, 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 the light, the light goes red. The cop has to stop. Uh, I mean, I, at that point, I think he has to make the decision yeah. to pull us over a stop. He, we, we, we get to Jackson's house and Jackson's looking around and he's like, I don't. I, I I don't know. Oh, oh my God! I think I left the weed on the roof, and and oh, so he knew right away. Well, yeah, he yeah. He, he was like, roof. he was like, oh yeah, I I put the weed on the roof as I was getting into <laughs> the car. And Jim's like, are you serious? Are you telling me that like weed has flown off my roof and has shattered somewhere and w- within our an within ounce, our hometown? Yeah. Like, are is that what you're telling me right now? And then. He, he gets out of the car. He looks on the roof and goes, "Oh no, we're good." It was, it was, it was, it was just, it was stuck on like the rack, and oh, somehow so it, it, it wasn't like still, it like yes. kind of fell back into the rack, and somehow 
the weed did not go flying off of the roof, but the police officer, I think it was it was nighttime, and the police officer could kind of see something, something on the roof yeah. and couldn't really make out what it was and wasn't sure if it wasn't supposed to be there yeah. and was trying to figure out, should I pull over these kids? I don't know if that's white privilege, that one. I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think it was, that no, definitely, it was yeah. definitely white privilege. That was white. Why, why am I saying I don't know if it was white privilege? It was white privilege. That was That is an example of white privilege. Anybody else is driving privilege. that car. Any, any, <laughs> that, yeah, that one, that one is, is so a what very clear is, example of white privilege. Were you guys just like, let's um, never do that again? <laughs> I, I mean, I, th- dri- drive around with weed on the roof? Yeah, yes, I would. <laughs> My, my, I don't think you should drive story, around with anything on the roof. The best part of that story is Jackson just being like, no, we're good. Yeah, he was, he, he was like nonplussed by the whole situation. God. Like he could have just screwed all of us. And he was like, nah, everything's fine, oh, yeah. actually, guys. I guess. Uh, I guess. Um, you did mention all those different jobs that you had worked. Yes. Uh, so the one job in particular that I know you have stories about is the dispensary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what... This is happening. You said in between twenty one and uh, or twenty and twenty one. Um, yeah. In so, Boston? so this happened. So, so I I was a real estate agent for a minute. Um, I, this is all in Boston. Yeah, right? I sold a couple of places. Realized Ooh. it wasn't a couple apartments leasing. Yeah. Uh, realized it wasn't really for me. Um, quit that, and I I knew I was going to move to New York. I I had the the well. New Jersey. Yeah. I, I, I had the friend in New Jersey, and I knew I was going to move there. I needed some income in order to get me over, so I worked part-time at a, as an axe-throwing coach and full-time as a bud tender at a dispensary. And a uh, so very fun job. A couple of questions, because like you had mentioned, you're not really a drinker, but you do smoke. Was Were you like, you know... Uh, inmates running the asylum where you're like hell yeah like this is gonna like how did you find the job were you it, like looking for it or like a friend of a friend or like what happened it was very much like the start of a weed movie um, I thought what, when when I got called for the interview because I was just taking a bunch of interviews yeah and they, just they applying called, they, they called me um, and and said come in for for the job, and they just mentioned this is ethos. I didn't know what ethos was. So you're just applying to a bunch of places yes. like online. Yeah, they said, hey, can you come in for an interview to ethos? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, why yeah. not? And they gave me the address, and I just put the address down. Um, and then I I was like, what is ethos? And I look. And it's on the maps. Apparently, the the dispensary was behind like an auto parts company. Yeah. And so I thought I applied for like an auto parts sales com- rep, like or front 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 desk job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I I I call them. <laughs> I call them, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, is this? I was like, am I applying for an auto parts job? And they're like, no, dude, this is a weed store. And I was like, no way. <laughs> like, oh my like God. we made the same mistake. Yeah, that's <laughs> and then, Yeah. <laughs> and we went in. Uh, yeah, gr- great, really great job. Just because everybody there kind of, m- m- most of the customers feel like they're doing something illegal. Yeah. You know, j- just so everyone's you know, really on their P's and Q's. Because most, most people uh, buy stuff, were, were buying from a McDonald's parking lot. I, yeah. I had an older gentleman come in, uh, like, first time in a dispensary. I hand him a menu. He looks at it, like, his jaw drops, and he goes, this is just a craft beer list. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> It's uh yeah so so there there was a lot of people who just, so wait is Lee weed fully legal in Boston at this point yes yes in Massachusetts? it is it, okay. it took I, like right when I moved to Boston um it. It, it was it was legalized. Uh, it takes a while for dispensaries to kind of open yeah. up, just because of. Well, yeah, because the reason I ask oh. is because when Denver did it year before everyone else, it was mm-hmm. like a big deal. Yes. And then LA did it, and everyone was kind of like, "Oh yeah, we could see that coming." And then it just kind of like dissipated. Yes. I mean, what I mean by that is like you didn't hear a ton about like, "Oh, this state, it's weed, weed is legal now." Mm-hmm. Like I have a friend of mine who went to a dispensary in Indiana. Fully legal. And I was like, I didn't even know weed was legal in Indiana. So it's the same thing with Massachusetts. Yes. It's be like, they just got gambling this year. Like, how has mm-hmm. weed been legal this whole time? And so then you find the dispensary. And then was this just like, were you like a kid in a candy store? Or were you just kind of like just a good yeah. employee? Or at, like 
Um, I, I will say as an alcoholic, when I worked at bars, I in <laughs> restaurants, and the people I worked with know this about me. I was drunk all the time, <laughs> all the time. Like I'd ring in drinks for a table and then just bloop. Yeah. And then just drink, especially if it was we, like a big table because they wouldn't notice. Yeah. I, I don't. Um, I, I would I would say some of the staff probably did come to work high. I, yeah. I don't really smoke that much weed anymore, really. So it wasn't I, a thing for you. But I, I will say, had I been working there for, for much longer, um, <laughs> yeah, mo- everybody who works there is, like, super cool, and most of them smoke a bunch of weed, and then they hang out and smoke a bunch of weed. Yeah. Like, that could have just been my life. I <laughs> But so, um, for, for a summer it was it was a lot of fun yeah um and yeah i i i definitely i didn't come to work stoned but there were i i think we we get we got like a 50 percent discount on most ethos products <laughs> and so yeah i could i could any, you could easily any given day go off the rail get get like in in a um what one time um the 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 store did gift me a half ounce damn <laughs> they were they were it was just like an employee appreciation apparently we had a really good quarter and um it, you know i would have preferred a bonus but um, yeah right i'll, t- I'll take a half ounce You're like, I, can't go, <laughs> I can't go out to eat with this <laughs> so what is the because you said most people were kind of on their best behavior because it used to be illegal so there's that kind of thing in the back of your mind where you're yes. like all right well and then there's, I, I, um there's a story I, yeah. I tell it on stage but i don't mind telling it here I, yeah, there's ahead. this one woman uh she she like ducked down behind the counter at the end of a transaction and i was like is everything okay and she pointed the guy behind her and went that's my mailman. <laughs> I don't want him to see me buying weed. <laughs> it's like mailman's also here buying weed. Yeah. Like I don't know what <laughs> is that is the that big s- deal is. God, that's because it isn't ha- it hasn't been legal for a long time. Yes. So that's because I don't even think it like I would I got to the point where I was walking into the liquor store and like I knew like a lot of the people in there, which is probably a bad sign. Yep. But did you have like regulars that would come in like every week or every like couple of days? Um, we're like, oh, fucking Jack's yeah, back. Yes, yeah, we 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 definitely did. Um, and that's, uh, I I th- there we 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 would most people would have to like scan their IDs in order yeah. to come in. So so we would kind of see what their recent purchases were, and we could kind of just like. Oh, so you track all stuff. that? Yeah, we did, which was I I still think kind of shitty That's for a weed super store, to shady. Do, right? Yes, they're just selling that information off. I I do, they they didn't share that information. Okay, to my knowledge, they said <laughs> they didn't share that information. You better read the terms and conditions, Austin. But I have now that you mention it. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it pro- probably would be illegal, right? No, it's super legal. Sh- should 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 be illegal, but, but super no, legal. Um, right. That's why, like, even when it's like, oh, like if you're on like a site, like reading an article, and it's like, oh, it's totally free. Just put in your. I'm like, and I know it's pointless. Like I'm on the internet, but I'm mm-hmm. just, there's a part of me that's still like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to give it to them. Like <laughs> let somebody else sell my information. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you, with the weed store, with the dispensary. Was it fully legal or recreationally, or what? Were you like having to like check people's like weed cards, or like what was that? Um, or was it just fully as long as you're so over 21, you can come in? I I think for for mass, like first it opened up medically, and it was a medical dispensary, and then we um then then we opened recreational. So for you, when and you worked there, it was recreational. Yeah, and okay. so I I mostly worked the recreational <laughs> counter. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah, the the the. Oh, was but, it different weed? Yeah, I but it's really not hard to get a a med card at all. Yeah. Um in most states where it's recreationally legal and we would recommend to people just get the med card because Is especially it if you're if well if you're a like repeat customer if you go in frequently, you don't have to pay taxes on it and we can also give you certain like uh frequent buyer discounts. If they uh, have as the opposed, medical yeah, re- recreationally you can't do that. So um, okay, so it's 
financially more responsible to just get the med card because you don't pay tax and then yeah. you can get different discounts. If yeah, if you're a frequent buyer, it's like a it's it's a might as well situation. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That I mean that makes sense though. I wanted to ask you because we have time for one more story. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about this nerds rope house party, <laughs> or we could do Montreal Jackfire. But it's up to well, you. Well, uh, ch- check my YouTube for for the Montreal story. Got I'll it. um I'll <laughs> so which will be linked in the show notes. So yes. click on that. Uh, so I, um, I, I, my, in my sketch comedy troupe, uh, I think it was like my senior year of college, college, uh, we, we, we had an after party and there were a couple other after parties that not too many people showed up to. It was, it was like five or six people came and we just kind of like talked. It was not even really a party. Um, so I, I, more of a hangout. Yes. Yes. I, I was, um, I had, I had an apartment in East Boston with three people who I roomed with because they were kind of quiet and they, they didn't really host too much. And so it was kind of nice to just kind of, so I just let them know, Hey, there's going to be like five or six people here tonight. It's going to be really low key because everything um, in your history yes, has taught you that that's yes, what it's going to be. Yeah. So and then I tell the the whole cast, hey guys, uh, we'll, we'll uh, after parties at my place. <laughs> um, obviously, this is the one time the, <laughs> the cast comes. Uh, the the people in the crew came. Everybody came. Um, the audience came. The <laughs> wait. And, so were you and like they all? They all brought, brought friends. Uh, oh so, my god! So this has never happened before uh, with this sketch did, group. Did not did not happen with the sketch group. Uh, is is happening at my place? Which uh, I get. I guess that. I mean, that was fine. Uh, it, it were went, your it roommates went to pissed? Like, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really ask them. <laughs> Guys, but, I told you we were having an after party. I said, Austin, after you said party. six people. I said. <laughs> so um, I said sixty. I said sixty people. So uh, I before the party begins, because I'm I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be like five or six people. It's yeah. gonna be very low key. I had this nerds rope edible um it's, so you mean like the just, actual nerds rope yeah wonka okay. nerds rope i i believe it was in uh the summer of 2019 uh willy wonka did the the wonka company did like a, a, co- a collaboration with um a, a a weed manufacturer really it was a terrible idea um a bunch of college students accidentally got stoned thinking it was just candy um, it looks like candy. The packaging looks like candy. It just looks like the regular nerd's rope. Like you, but you'd have to get barely, it at a dispensary. Wouldn't yeah, you? you would have to get it at a dispensary. But obviously, like there, there were certain college parties in which people just saw candy and were eating candy. Oh, if yeah. you Google it, you can find a bunch of stories of like uh, young twenty something. Or yeah, like someone students. goes there and yes. they're like, oh, I'll get my weed and then I'll yes. get some candy. Yes. And then a week later, you, they're like, oh, I never tried yes. that candy. Yes. And then S- they're summer. Stoned going into work summer and fall of i believe 2019 you can find a bunch of willy wonka weed stories timothy chalamet what are you doing over there with the walk just google it uh but so mine i knew it was weed i i i had i had i I knew it was weed uh but so i i ate it you got it from uh where did you get it from your story uh i got it from my brother actually my my, my brother gave it to me i think when i was back for thanksgiving okay and uh, i i ate a decent amount of it and was not stoned at all, really. Yeah. So I assumed that this wasn't that strong of a bar. I think sometimes the problem with edibles and like really long edibles is the can of butter kind of moves to one concentrated place. Yeah. And once you eat that very concentrated place, it just smacks you across the face. You're fucked. Um, and that is what occurred. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to be like mildly stoned. Low key party, five or six people. So are you um, eating this cut, before the people get there? Cut, yes, yes. Cut to an hour later, me like higher than I've ever been in my life, <laughs> hosting a party. Even of, higher like, than the, <laughs> even higher than the close thing. Uh, okay, second, second highest. highest. Okay, like but so like uh, the house party of like like forty people. God. And, <laughs> Roommates pissed. It was and like, like shut um, up. And 
Is, are so, people like going no, crazy, like drinking um, and smoking and having a good time? You know, or? it's 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 comedy people, so it's yeah. it's like it's comedy and theater people. So I, I I wouldn't say that they were going too particularly crazy. It was just a whole lot to manage. Uh, there was one point in which um, that there was this guy who I I I knew him like as a we we, we were friendly mm-hmm. and then so 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 we're kind of like having somewhat of a conversation and I'm starting to realize like whenever he's speaking I have no idea what he's saying like so so I'm just, just I'm like, just like wah, nodding wah, wah. and I'm yeah. like uh-huh yep that's crazy <laughs> but I get I get tuned back into the conversation. He says, uh, "Austin, you know what I'm gonna do tonight?" And I was like, "I was like, what? What are you gonna do tonight?" He goes, "I'm either I'm either gonna go home and I'm gonna play video games." And then he put his hand on my shoulder and said, "Or I'm gonna hook up with a friend tonight," which is pretty smooth, right? That's yeah. pretty smooth. Um, and I'm and I go, "Oh, who's the friend?" <laughs> He's like, <laughs> "He goes, I think you know him. He lives in the area." And I, <laughs> so still being coy, <laughs> you couldn't be making it more obvious, and yeah. I'm not picking up on it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, that's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're telling me this, but <laughs> um, I did. I find out later. Uh, I. I could. I was. I was also hosting my brother and his girlfriend that night to okay. have another thing that I was doing. So I. I couldn't. They, they were using my room. I couldn't really hook up with anybody. Um, but that's convenient. <laughs> but um, I find out later that that guy first, like an hour before, hit on my brother in front of his girlfriend. Really? Which, like. At first, it was flattering that he hit on me, but now it's like I'm I'm the sloppy second brother. Like yeah. what what is the like <laughs> Sheridan number one? Which by the way, you, he took a risk. Like in front of his girlfriend, he yeah, was that like, doesn't... "Hey, <laughs> was he being serious or was he being playful?" I think he was being playful, and my brother's girlfriend took it as serious okay. and was not happy. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. <laughs> not happy. And you're whatsoever. high out of your mind, like what? <laughs> Whoa, it's <was> crazy. <laughs> Crazy. No, he's not. He knows someone who lives in the area. But so yeah, I mean that party went to like f- like yeah, th- three, four in the morning. I, I your and, roommates hated. Oh my you. god! Like, and if I got like that stoned at a party, I would leave the party. Yeah, that was the thing. You can't. Like around midnight, I'm like, I'd leave this party. Like if, if this here. wasn't my house, I'd leave it. <laughs> I want to ask one follow up question to that. Did you? Were you friendly with your roommates at the time there? I was. And, and do you st- still, still have you talked to them since? Was. Um, some somewhat we've kept somewhat in touch. Okay. Um, I not. I just didn't no. know if any of them were actually, like, "Hey, we, remember that time you I'm, fucking lied to us about I'm the sorry. party?" We, we actually have not really kept yeah. in touch at all. I, I maybe get like a few texts. I, uh, oh, so you still have the number? Them, like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and they they've reached out to me on Instagram just to. Say hey, say, say yeah. hey! It's cool you're doing comedy. That that's that's as much as I've gotten from them. But yeah, so, so friendly, yeah. fr- friendly, yeah, cordial, yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, I, the two roommates I lived with. So the roommate I first moved in with in the dorms, him and I are still thick as thieves. Obviously, we don't see each other very much, but whenever we talk, we kind of pick up right where we left off. But I had two roommates after that when I moved off campus, and we lived in an apartment together for two years, two different apartments. Like the lease was up, so we moved. And we the, like the last two years of college, I spent with these two guys. One of them has no social media whatsoever, like always railed against it. So I just haven't spoken to him since we moved out. Mm-hmm. And the other one I would occasionally run into because he lived in Jacksonville for a little while and then like moved to Texas. And again, just have no. Yeah. But it's weird That's... to spend this like such a formidable experience like your that part of your life and then just now we don't talk anymore like that's bizarre to me and that's you know i I think uh that's that that's a lot of life sometimes people come people go sometimes people come back and sometimes they don't yeah that's it's it's weird because it's not like a buddy in a class like it's someone you were like sharing we're living living with with. yeah (laughs) and like one of them i ran into him at the gym in jacksonville and i was like lenny and he's Mm. like oh tassif what's up and like it was cool, but it's not like like mm-hmm. we didn't exchange numbers or hang out. I was just kind of like, all right, cool, good to see you. And it's like I used to live with it. Like I used yeah. to share a bathroom with this dude, <laughs> and now we're just like, all right, later. <laughs> like it's bizarre. So you it don't. Is. And I wanted to ask too because you said you roomed with them because they were kind of quiet, and then you throw this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it went the other way where they were like, 
fuck you and fuck this house. <laughs> and... Oh, no. They, they were some of the most, like, they were very kind and very respectful. That's awesome. Um, it, so it, it was a very nice rooming situation until I threw a giant house party. <laughs> um, <laughs> where, where, you, where you live now, do you have roommates or you live by yourself? Uh, I I have one roommate. He's a fr- friend from the sketch comedy troupe. Oh, okay. And, uh, he, the one he's... from uh, Boston? Uh, yep. yep. Oh, and, shit. Uh, yeah, and ended up moving uh, here like a year after and so we, we just kind of got a place it, it's it's nice because I can just like uh, get back to the apartment and kind of pitch them jokes yeah. and stuff um, yeah I, I live with two good, day walkers like, so yes, that yeah, doesn't happen we have a good like uh, back and forth with writing he can honestly tell me certain things if like something's not working yeah. and it's it's good to have sort of a, a, a friendship like that where people can well especially from someone honestly. who knows like I'll have my sometimes my girlfriend Tracy will be like, I don't think that's funny. Or she, I'll tell her like a bit I'm working on and she just won't laugh. But I'm like, oh, you're not in the, like you have your own sense of humor. Yes. But as comics, we can hear a joke even if it's not funny to us and go, I can see structurally how that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you talk to just a civilian about it and they're just kind of like, okay. It's like, not to say I don't value their opinion, but I'm also like, oh, that's just not for you, but maybe this will work. So it's cool that, and like I said, both my roommates are like day, like they have day jobs or day walkers. Yep. So it's cool that you have someone where you can walk in and just be like, hey, real quick, how about this? Yes. And yeah. then he's like, yeah, and, no, yeah, yeah. And he's he's now in law school, so he's Ooh. he's not he's he's not trying to be a comedian. Gave up which on I'm the art for. But <laughs> he no, but he he does. I mean, we we've we've written a bunch together to yeah. the point in which I do trust his uh, comedic awesome. opinions, which is cool. Hell yeah! Well, this was fun, dude. Thanks for yeah. coming on. It was a lot of fun. Plug, Thanks for having me. Of course, we forgot uh, to plug at the beginning, yes. so plug everything right now. It's at Frosty Austy A U S T E Y. Uh, Check, check, uh, just look it up on Instagram. If you like my stand-up clips, stick around. I will be posting sketches bi-weekly all of next year. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening at BrennanTComedy.com. Uh, uh. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening uh, at BrennanTComedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. The one-man show will go wide release. We're taking it off Patreon, bringing it to the masses in January. Um, so then Austin can finally watch it because he Hell was yeah. invited to the show and never came. Um, my grandma and- died. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how dare you? Um- <laughs> Thank you everybody so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. All right. <laughs>